wife, Michelle. We just celebrated our one year anniversary and um, we actually did our entire dating relationship long distance. So um, I am the director of uh, media and communications here at More Revolution and Michelle actually is in charge of global development and translation. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> True. So we're working on developing in different languages. If you haven't figured that out yet, or you didn't know that, you should check it out. Currently, we have um, Spanish. No, not yet. We are working in Spanish. We have Portuguese and German. Portuguese and German. That's right. And Spanish is in development and in French. Spanish is in development and in French. So you should go check that out on our website. Um, but today we want to talk about long distance relationships because we've got a little experience in that world and realize with the world today that lots of other people also do long distance. So we met, um, like I said, I'm an American and I live in California and Michelle is Swiss and lived in Switzerland. Uh, we live in California now, but I went on a ministry trip with Moral Revolution to visit, um, to do a conference in Michelle's church in Switzerland. Neither one of us had met each other. We actually did a ministry school together lived six apartments away from each other at the time. Uh, when she left, I bought her bed from her housemate. Uh, she gave my housemate room, uh, rides, but we never met each other or knew <laughs> each other's existence for the time that we were in the same zip code. But went to her church and um, she was in charge of hosting us. And I thought she did such a great job hosting <laughs> that I decided to keep her. So, um, we started, when I left, I asked if I could stay in touch with her. And then we started our long distance relationship. We did long distance for 14 months and um, were able to visit each other a few times throughout. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, we met usually between every four and six weeks because Abram had a some friends that like helped him get cheap tickets so he could fly to Switzerland a lot. Yeah. And visit. That was really nice. We know that's not normal for everyone. Right, yeah. <laughs> so that was really nice, like seeing each other a lot. We so we did our first couple months. I think first four or five months we saw each other once. Yeah. And then after that, yeah, I had a friend who gave me a buddy pass for the airlines that allowed me to fly for much cheaper and I could work remotely while I was there. So that was really nice. That's super nice. Um, so we did all that. Um, the week before our wedding, I flew to Switzerland and Michelle was flying back from South Africa leading a mission trip. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, not Don't a great do idea the week before the wedding. And we both were sick. Um, she got sick in South Africa. I got the flu when I got to Switzerland. Not part of the story. But... <laughs> Um, we got married and on our honeymoon, it was the most that we had ever spent time together. We had spent three weeks straight together while we were on our honeymoon and that was fantastic. So we did our whole relationship um, long distance and mm -hmm. we had some tips and some tricks and some ideas along the way that will help you out. Okay, so um, the first one that uh, we want to talk about is the mindset. Some of the mindset, I think, just when you approach long distance, you basically have to understand in the front that this is not normal. Like it's not what you expect out of a dating relationship because most of the time we see either based on movies or our past dating experience, we have an idea of what dating looks like. You know, you go on a date, whether it's coffee or you go to a movie or you go to dinner, 
you enjoy each other, then you do different things in groups and you like your life slowly, you hang out and you do stuff over and over again. And with long distance, you, you can't really do that. You can't like organically let things flow. Um, the things that it seems like it's normal, isn't really, um, doesn't kind of happen as normal because you have to be very intentional with going, hey, can I call you? Because for us, I mean, we were nine hours time difference apart. <laughs> So it wasn't just like, a, hey, I'm going to call you on my way home because you're asleep. Or at work. Yeah, or at work. So you can't talk. Your cute little check-ins, your cute little, like, you have to plan stuff of, hey, can I call you tomorrow at this time once I figure out what time it is for you? Yeah. Yeah, so just the, the things that you have to be a bit more intentional for in the beginning is, um, you know, communicating um, your level of interest what that actually looks like because it can't be, you know, everyone everyone has their own little code book of what it normal is in there. Whereas, uh, you know, what it means if you go, you're on your third date, what's the third date mean? You're like, well, we've had three FaceTimes. What does that mean? You're like, uh, I'm either about to close a business deal or it's going well, or I've known her. I'm like, it just, it's so confusing because you have to, there's no, Especially with two different cultures, like dating has such different, like if I talk to my South American friends or like European or like American, it looks so different. Even like in America itself, it looks so different how you date. So you actually have to talk about like what your expectations are. Like sometimes it's weird, but you just have to start the conversation and be like, so what does that actually mean? Like I did that multiple times. Because it's just helpful when you know where you're at. Yeah. I mean, everyone always says communication is the key. But whenever you're doing cross-cultural, I mean, maybe you're not. Maybe you're doing long distance and you're both on opposite ends of California or opposite ends of um, your country or, you know. But I think here's a little secret. If you can realize everybody, it comes from a different background and a different gender and a different, it's just a different person you essentially are from two different cultures. And if you can view that, you'll start to be able to ask clarifying questions much better. Thankfully for us, we were literally from two different cultures. Well, not that different, but still you find so many differences in it. Yeah, and two different time zones and two different language sets. So um, it was easier just to slow down and go, hey, you said that, what does that mean? Because sometimes it's even a language barrier of, <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say one thing and it meant something else. A great, a fun example, is uh, I called her my Swiss miss because I thought it was super cute. He called me for, at that point, nine months or so, Swiss miss, and I was every time offended. I'm from Switzerland. We have the best chocolate. And I'm like, you call me crappy American chocolate? Like, that is not even really chocolate, and you make it in hot water? Like, where in the world is that a compliment? But for me, I was thinking, you know, like the snow day, well, for if you have snow days growing up, but they're like the snow days where you don't have to go to school and you go outside and play with your siblings or the people in the neighborhood until you're, you know, you get snow down your pants and everything's soaking. You come inside and you peel it all off and your mom makes you nice, warm, hot chocolate. It's this warm, like sentimental, like cute feeling that just brings up all the warm fuzzies inside. That's what I meant when I said my Swissness, <laughs> but it's also cute because she was a miss from Switzerland. But for the first nine months, it took. she just took it as an insult. And I'm like... <laughs> a friend had to explain it, what he meant. I'm like, oh, really? That's what you mean? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You can call nine me that. <laughs> months later. <laughs> so anyways, 
Other things you have to be intentional for is clarifying your language or your cultural examples. <laughs> um, but like you're, you, you gotta get um, creative with ideas. Yeah. And um, like we in the beginning talked about like who is willing to move. We didn't like decide, okay, which country are we going to live in? Because like, you're not there yet. But like, are you both willing to move? Or is one of you not at all willing and the other one okay moving into that country? You know, like if Abram wouldn't be willing to Switzerland, which he isn't, but um, like if he wouldn't be like, then that would mean for me that I have to live in America and there's never going to be the chance to live in Switzerland. Like you have to be okay with all of those solutions. And to us, it was just important that we have both opportunities because you never know if both are going to like it in either country. So yeah, because it's a big thing. Like, if you date someone from your own own country, yeah. Well, you decide which village or city you're gonna live in. Yeah. Um, and here it's like which country. Like, you give up a lot. So, are are you willing to move? Yeah, and like she said, you don't have to figure out where in the beginning, but just we had that conversation on. I think her our first visit together was just, hey, are you open? Do you need to live in your country the rest of your life? Or are you open to live in another country? Mm -hmm. And it's not like you don't make a decision for the rest of your life. Like, you don't have to make the decision right there. I'm going to live in America for the rest of your life. Like, you have a whole life together. Yeah. Maybe you move to a totally different country. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I, th I think one thing that... Um, is beneficial, but it seems kind of sucky in the beginning is that you can talk and you can only talk. And that's something you got to be a bit more intentional with because which if you're doing long distance, you know, you're like, I've talked and talked and thought about everything I can talk. But really the benefit of it is you get to figure out, um, you get to figure out if you actually like the person or not. Like some people have um, fake boyfriends or fake girlfriends and they don't say that, <laughs> but they just love having you know, someone to go to the movies with on a Friday night when they're bored or someone to come over and um, to a barbecue or their wedding date. And it's basically they're in the boyfriend spot and they're not sure if they really like them. They just like having somebody there. You don't have that in long distance. You realize I either really like this person. I genuinely think it's worth the effort and intention <laughs> or I don't like them that much and I'm ready to move on to something easier because yeah. it's not easy. But if you find the right person, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So we did... Um like questions for like to learn to get to know each other better because the only thing you do is FaceTime <laughs> so, so like we went on Pinterest and like found questions to get to know each other and there like sometimes we only were like questioned to and talked for two hours because it like brought a great topic to talk about and you learn more about each other you learn more about like the background where they're from and preferences and stuff so we really enjoyed that and highly recommend that because it just gives a different um, thing to talk about than just your daily life or what you currently think of because sometimes it's things you never think of. Yeah. And um, full disclosure, I cheated uh, a couple of weeks ago on our anniversary and I looked up Pinterest questions for first year anniversary <laughs> just to have them. So they're also good beyond the um, get to know you phase. They're just great for relationships at large. Um, let's... let's um, Talk about, but she said they're like finding ways to be in each other's lives normally. Um, so here's a few things. Here's a few little tricks that we use just to like, once you start, you know, you're dating and you're figuring out, yeah, we want to do this. What's it look like? Cause you have to communicate, Hey, 
we, for instance, in the beginning, we FaceTimed, I think, once a week or on Saturday and Sunday because of the time difference. And then on Wednesday nights, I would stay up late and she would get up early her Thursday mornings. Yeah, that was a bad idea because he's a morning person and I'm an evening person and oh. we did the opposite. So we changed it later on, it which is both. much more beneficial yeah. for both because both were actually awake. <laughs> it was so sacrificial. <laughs> we were both falling asleep while trying to talk to each other. So what you think was super hard? I woke up at like five to do that. <laughs> Guys, I was so willing. She really liked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what also we found is really cool is like normally if you normal date you would like bring the guy to your family and introduce him to your friends and like bring him to church and all that stuff and i mean we saw each other two days and then started talking like we met and saw each other those two days and then talked for i think three months or so over facetime and like my parents i would introduce him to my parents over facetime like yeah. it does not mean that until he comes to your country your parents are not able to meet that person or your friends are not able to meet that person yeah. like it may look weird that they have to meet him over facetime but like you can prep some questions you want to ask or like i mean my mom would intentionally just try to walk into like conversations <laughs> to be sure to get me family was cute. They yeah. would like sit outside the door sometimes just to randomly walk through and be like, oh, the dog came in here. Let me get the dog. Yeah, oh, hey, you talking to Abram? Hey. The dog was not coming in. Like the dog is too small to walk in. But They pushed the dog in so they could chase him through. <laughs> so, yeah. And like your friends, like some of the leaders in my church and really good friends met him the first, uh, first two days and actually freaking loved him. So I knew that he's not just a guy that can pretend to be someone like I knew that there's people that like him and people on his team actually met me and liked me. So it's really beneficial if you get to know people. Like I talked with his housemates a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, and we went like, it's not just your meet the folks type of conversation. Mm -mm. Like she was saying, we met the, pe the important people in each other's lives. Because a lot of people, even when you're not dating um, long distance, kind of go dark for a moment. Like they start dating. And then there's the black hole for half a year. <laughs> Michelle said her her church will be like, well, you guys are dating now, so we'll see you in six months. Because <laughs> they kind of just go dark. But it's it's a little more, you just have to be more intentional when you're doing it long distance to like bring other people into the FaceTime. Like, hey, I want you to meet my best friend. I want you to meet this other friend of mine. Yeah, you don't have to do it the first week or whatever. Like do it on an accordingly time, like yeah. when it feels right to you. But make sure you meet your people and not just, tell them so we're official now and they don't even know like his name or like they know an instagram picture like yeah. guys that's not the way so yeah and for us for me it was important to meet in person before we actually would date like get official or something yeah so because i wasn't interested in him when we met the first time so um, i needed to know nice. if i'm actually that interested you know <laughs> uh i do like him a lot now so. she likes me now yeah. apparently in the beginning i was no i just wasn't interested oh, okay mm -hmm. well, you that's know fair. um okay so when you do visit so we'll talk about like when you do visit each other and then we want to go back to um when you're not visiting here's some ways to also be in each other's mm -hmm. lives so, but when you do visit um here's some tricks that we've found mm -hmm. um and read and experienced and yeah yeah, so for example, like 
Think of it. You talked like we talked for three months. We have met two days before. And now he's I went there for 10 days. So be aware. <laughs> Take it low key. Like don't go crazy and plan every day out to the max. Like meet a hundred people, have like like meeting new friends of him is great, but it's also tiring because they're all like, so where are you from? What's your name? Da -da -da, da -da -da, da -da -da. And it's like, you feel like, okay, yes, yes, no. Uh-huh. So it's like, take it low-key low key, um, and be aware that you haven't seen that person. Even if you're like already dating, like the second, third, fourth time we saw each other, it's like you haven't seen that person in four weeks, in two months. I don't know what time. Like, be aware that there's a lot of things going on emotionally. Yeah. Um, anywhere, like, be aware that things happen. So um, just take it slow. In the beginning, the first few days, we usually would, like, go into nature, meet people, like, make sure we have some, like, time by ourselves so you're not getting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The first couple of days... Uh, I, another one of my boys was dating a girl long distance and I gave him this advice and it really helped him because it was true for us. It's like, you got to be aware of your emotions and the fact that they will, pro it's like a sugar rush and then the crash afterwards. Like you don't see each other for so long. And so you have this longing, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and then you finally get to see them and you're so excited and then you travel. And depending upon if you're the one traveling or if you're the one waiting, with nine ta hours time difference, you have chat like guys. Yeah, there's. <laughs> If you're like the one traveling and you have a little anticipation because you've been traveling for a day, mm -hmm. like 24, 36 hours to get a cheaper flight. And so by the time you get there, you're exhausted, but you're so excited to see the person. And if you're the one hosting and you're trying to like get everything ready and get stuff clean to prepare what we're going to do and all. And then you get there and you finally get to see each other and it's so exciting. And then you just crash afterwards and you're like, there's times where it's like, I don't know if I feel anything. You're like, <laughs> do I like the person? Do I like that? <laughs> that's normal guys it's yeah. just because you haven't seen each other and you got used to the routine of talking on the phone like you have a relationship with the phone basically yeah, it was funny on the other side in the beginning our first time or two we actually considered going hey can i go to the other room and facetime you <laughs> just because really? it felt... yeah you remember that no just because <laughs> i mean we kind of joked but it was kind of true because i'm like that feels more normal and comfortable and then because that's how we, we got to know each yeah, other because then we can months. slowly get to know so some of those, like, I don't know if I feel anything. Like, I traveled all this way and do I feel anything? And then I just have to ask myself and you're like, are you hungry right now? I don't know if I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, so you can't trust any of your emotions right now. Do you need to sleep? I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I'm like, okay, just calm. Let's Guess revisit this in a day or two. Like, yeah, <laughs> you get, sometimes you get too excited and it crashes. So the first day is you take it slow, but also, especially if it's your first time or two, plan a little thing with a few people so that the whole weight of the relationship or the whole weight of the time isn't resting upon one or two of you yeah like safe people that you actually know they're not gonna ask weird questions and make him uncomfortable like my dad wouldn't be like the typical dad that'd be like so are you gonna treat her for the rest yeah. of her life normal like he'd just be like so what are you doing for like at work and like what yeah. do you enjoy like normal hangouts and then take a walk because you have a chat leg yeah. like if you yeah. get in sunshine, it helps your body adjust to jet lag. I really appreciate when I came here trips. the first time, I really enjoyed hanging out with his friends because it showed me like how he is around his friends because I haven't really met him around his friends. So like I would hang out with his housemates and I loved it because it just shows such a different um, 
personality mm. like it shows you how he actually is in his environment and it was very beneficial for me to see him like oh he actually is like that or how huh, why what is he doing there like and then you can ask questions you know yeah because yeah when you're facetiming you only get to see what the other person shows you yeah but in person it's nice to see who they are and how people interact with them because mm -hmm. if someone's they seem very friendly and then you they get in person and then everyone kind of cowers around them then you're like wow are they an angry person or like with michelle that's what i loved about michelle is when i saw her around her people everyone lit up around her everyone was so excited to see her and <laughs> they they would wait to tell a joke until michelle was there because they loved hearing her laugh because she would just go <laughs> off and i was like i love that and it just shows who she is when i'm not around so things like that are wonderful things for visits um mm -hmm. also okay also for visits this sounds counterintuitive but plan times apart from each other during the visit especially in the first time or two because there again there's so many emotions going on mm -hmm. and you're taking in so much information having so much experiences the the threat or the um the temptation is to think you're like in scarcity mode we only have seven days we only have four days and you're like i need as much time as possible and you're like true but if you don't sleep you're going to be cranky or you're going to find fault in things or you're just going to be overloaded yeah so then it's actually... not enjoy enjoyable at all like if you put too much pressure on the other person or the other way around it's like not fun yeah. like if you're stressed out you're not enjoying it and you don't want to be with that person and that just literally is because you did not plan your trip yeah and something, I mean, Michelle did a great job of this when she came to visit and I did not, and I learned and passed it on to other people, is um, she actually planned um, processing times with people back home. Yeah, I like call my friend, one my best friend, and the other time, twice the week, I called like my mentor back home just to like be like, hey, how's go things going? What you guys doing? Like, not to do anything, but like, because I'm an extrovert, I love talking to people. The only person I really talked to I knew was him. But sometimes you need to talk to someone else. So yeah. it was really helpful. You don't want to process everything with the person. You're like, I don't know if I like them. I don't feel anything. The other person doesn't want to hear that right now. You want somebody back home to go. Yeah, do not. Hey, you're do normal. Not. It's not that big a deal. Why has it been out? You know, like to walk you through. Do not share everything with that person just because you're on the roller coaster. Like that's honestly a little stupid. Yeah. Like. You have friends that can help that know you that know you're just a little scared right now or yeah. you're a little overwhelmed or that's a lot of new things. And it's none of it's normal. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a different country or culture. It's nice just to talk to someone, even if it's about their dog or something that you're like familiar with to go. Oh, yeah, that's normal. And you kind of just find your baseline. You're going, like, OK, I can move from here. Um, we talked about uh, our boundaries like beforehand, before we talked, before yeah. we visited of going. Hey, so how do you feel about kissing? Or how do you feel about this? And we decided our first time we didn't want to kiss um, because we didn't feel like we were there in the relationship. And literally never saw each other yet. Like you don't kiss on your first date normally. Yeah, see, that's one of the, it's the odd things. It's like you don't kiss on the first date, but we've been dating for four months. So how does that fit? And so that's why it just, you have to communicate what that yeah. actually looks like. And to us, it was important to not like make it like you see each other. And then it's like all this even more you put even more pressure on yourself yeah. so it's like nice that you can take the first few days a little slower and like enjoy each other's company and like build up and not not have to like okay now we have to like it's just 
weird, you guys. So and, I don't know. And even in, when we decided, I think the second trip was decided, decided, hey, we're at a place and we feel comfortable now kissing. Like, I think I even said in the beginning, I was like, hey, I don't really want to kiss the first day or two. Just so that we had a, hey, let's get used to seeing each other and being around each other. <laughs> you guys were not your funny story. So he came the first the the first time he actually came to visit me was like I don't know four months into a relationship or six, four or five months five months. Four, Anyways, it was yeah. my brother's wedding, so oh he came goodness. the day before, and on the wedding they took pictures. Oh my goodness! And they put all the couples there, and they said kiss, but we have never kissed, so. I had to laugh. It was in Swiss German, so Abram didn't even understand what. So suddenly everyone kisses. Abram has the puzzled look on his face and I'm hiding behind my sister-in-law laughing. It was awesome. <laughs> if you can see that picture, you would highly enjoy it. We should put it out in yeah. my picture. Anyways, it was hilarious. Michelle's bent over <laughs> laughing, hiding behind someone. I'm looking at her like, what just is being said because it's all in a language and I everyone's kissing behind everybody's them. kissing except for us too it feels awesome <laughs> so there you go our our boundary <laughs> yeah but having those ahead of time it like allows you to know where each other is at and then we even had boundaries talks while we were there yeah you know and it builds trust if you like have boundaries and yeah. like keep them and stuff and so there's like again, there's so many emotions going on it mm -hmm. helps you not have to question or guess all the stuff ahead of mm -hmm. time going are we kissing are we not kissing yeah. Like what's okay, what's not okay? Talk about it. It's weird that you have to talk about a hundred things, like, but sometimes it's just easier that way to talk and make it a little uncomfortable than guessing. Here's a um, here's one last trick that uh, I want to tell you about that I did while I visited is when you're visiting, um, leave something behind. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like it's the cute thing, it's a shirt or it's. Um, different things like that but i would like hide something in her room so she would find it later or whenever um sometimes i would give it to her roommate or one of her friends i'd give her something and go hey can you give this to michelle when she's having a bad day um it's little tricks like that that allow you to kind of be present even though you can't be there or he sent flowers to my workplace when nobody knew that, that i'm actually awesome. dating yet like i didn't even know i was there yet we, he we, thought no, we were just getting to know each other. Which See, we were, different cultures. There you go. Yeah, which we were getting to know each other, but I just wanted to really know. So my whole workplace stood there. I'm Who are you dating? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. It was awesome. Okay, um, here's some traits that while you're away from each other, like that actually helped us stay in contact. For example, do Voxer, WhatsApp, or WhatsApp audio videos. Then we have Marco Polo. That's where you can actually send each other videos. Um, for, but, yeah, for those who don't know, Voxer is like a walkie-talkie app. You just yeah. send audios back and forth. Marco Polo is um, videos, but it stores all the videos in their cloud. So it does, like your phone doesn't get over full mm -hmm. with videos. And WhatsApp is for text. You can reply easier to it. It's much easier than iMessage. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then there's the bond touch bracelets it's like bra bracelets you both wear and then you can touch them and over it is connected to your phone over bluetooth and like it makes you feel touch because i'm a touch person oh, i love touch and it's weird if you don't see the person ever or like felt like a half a year that you get some kind of touch like in the middle of the night or something it's weird because half of the time the other one is sleeping so 
but but if you plan it right and you know like oh she has a meeting at this point or she has a break at this point then i could like tap and just like you know mm. we had a little cute cute little message where i'd like i'd tap one five two because like uh in swiss german is like it's one letter five letters two letters which is i love you yeah and then i love you is one four three so she'd tap it back and he's the more romantic one so we were cute i'm cheesy she's getting used to it yeah this was like the cheese (laughs) (laughs) um and there's um amazon prime that only doesn't work everywhere but maybe you find out if it works in your country yeah you can find them yeah you can like basically buy something and then ship it to them i even like i got on the german amazon and had something sent from germany to michelle no yeah we couldn't do it through an american one so i if you go to like amazon or just type in amazon germany or something like that you can find a different Mm -hmm. country you can watch movies together you can cook a meal together so you both like we cooked a swiss meal for abram it did not taste good apparently (laughs) it was cute we both she like talked me through like here's the stuff you need to get so we both got the same stuff and then you do this then you do this and you we cooked at the same time (laughs) she was giving me a cooking lesson Hers tasted great, and she didn't know how bad how bad mine turned out. I just <laughs> he tried it when I cooked it once, and he liked it better. So yeah, but it's fun because you actually do something together that you would do, but you can't really do it. So yeah, that's fun. Um, we also mentioned like leaving something behind, or you can even um, you, you know, once you're there and you FaceTime people, you kind of make friends with them, and then you can connect. Um, you can connect. With their friends and then get their friends to leave buy either buy something or get them something so like yeah. hey if i send you some money on facebook or through cash app or through you know these different things can you buy michelle some flowers or yeah. can you get her some chocolates or yeah something? and think about it if there's a birthday or something you have to order a little earlier like oh, you yeah. can't do it the day before it's not gonna work it's not it doesn't work <laughs> yeah um Okay, so somebody had, uh, we wrote a blog, which has a lot of this in there. Um, so if you want to check out the website, you can look at long distance relationships and it's on there. But someone had, did a follow up question and asked me, um, what are ways to build trust in a long distance relationship? Uh, Jason Valton has a quote that says, trust is built not by the absence of mistakes, but um, by how you clean up a mess and repeated success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of those are great, but I also want to add in the fact that some that trust is also built when you give something valuable to the other person and they handle it well. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, when it comes to long distance things, hey, if I share something um, that's important to me, how did you handle that? Like mm-hmm. this thing really hurt me. Did you breeze over it or did you circle back and like, did you sit and validate it? Or are you always showing up late to um, our our Skype times. And that could be a cultural thing too. Like I, um, when Michelle and I talked, I said, she's like, are you ready? I said, yeah, give me a minute and give me a minute. Or like in my head meant three to five minutes. And we designed watches. So I waited an entire minute and thought we're ready. And it was still 15 minutes later that he called me. Yeah. (laughs) So I said a minute or a few minutes, you just got to clarify. And I know like some South American countries or African countries are, there what's on time is a lot more well, of a, a range than on the minute but if you're dating a swiss it means be on the minute i've learned <laughs> so i also learned to go i need three and a half minutes to finish this and she's like thank you for letting me know you know because like what is give me a minute like it's actually a minute right so oh. for me it was a minute okay. and 15 minutes is wrong 
<laughs> I learned that actually. Give me a minute means just wait a little. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so how do they handle your time? And then in situations where they didn't handle something well, like give me a minute and they didn't show up in a minute and they're not valuing your time, like Michelle felt, how do they clean up that mess afterwards? Like I was like, oh, okay, sorry. That's what this means to me because it was this. Um, this means this to you. Sorry, I'll do better. Like, this is what it means. I'll try to do better. But if I am a little off, you know, and we just, we found each other in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's um, just the way you talk about it and stuff. Yeah. Again, we talked about how people view them, like how other people talk about them, how they interact with them around them. If they feel excited and warm and if they not just sing their praises, but if they, you can just tell their body language that people enjoy being around them. Um, it's, those are great things. How they handle secrets or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, building trust also was like, how do you set like goals? Like for me, I love setting goals and then actually achieve them because that builds trust. Like, you know, the other person is actually going to do what they say they're going to do. Like don't set boundaries or um, goals that are impossible to reach. Like we're never going to touch each other, like not even hold hands till we're married. Like not going to happen. And so, but like set goals that are like good and reachable, like not even only physical, but like in any way of your relationship set like goals. Okay, um, I think we're too fast. I need to like take it a little slower and then say, okay, we're going to talk three times a week and then do not call every day yeah. or check in on them every day and be like, send 50,000 messages. It's like the, hey, how are you actually respecting the other person's wishes and stuff because that actually brings a lot of trust that you know in the future they're actually going to do what they say because they actually value you and they prefer you yeah like i mean yeah they do what's best for you not just what they want that's Mm -hmm. a great great point babe good job thanks um okay so if it gets serious we've talked a little bit about the, the beginning things and then a little bit more about the ending like um when you're dating and the differences but as you start getting more serious and start again you have to have more intentional conversations so we talked about marriage probably before other people do not because it was out of timing just because for long distance and the effort that you put into it it requires more commitment to continue that effort so the topic of um marriage came up earlier so just having those conversations um for instance you know where where you're gonna live we actually decided that right about the time we got engaged a little before but like all our friends and families were involved in it like yeah they knew the conversation is happening we'd ask them like when we said we think we want to live in america like if their reaction would from all be like that's a stupid idea i would not do it like there's people in my life that have rights to tell me stuff and i will listen and consider it so be wise involve other people and stuff like that because they know you better and they also know if you're like they would tell me what it's going to be could be challenging for me living in another country yeah yeah that's great we brought a lot of people in and we not i don't think any relationship should be made between two people or i mean decision yeah like it's you're bringing in your community that helps see you know you and want the best for you they're not trying to dictate you Mm -hmm. they're trying to like catch your pitfalls um, some of the things like we talked about um, raising children uh, and understanding like what exactly do you mean like what exactly does that like, look like? Do you want to have kids? You don't want to have kids? Oh, like yeah. 
and you're also from the two different cultures like you don't have to talk about that like it's just something that is very important to us like family so yeah we talk about that yeah i mean i, I think that everybody wants to do that yeah you're, like you're saying everybody not just different cultures um yep um oh here, this is a great one you should visit both people's cultures mm. and families so she visited america i visited switzerland but she also visited my family in west virginia which is um on the other side of america from california and very different yeah and very different yeah so it's really good like getting to know each other's family because guys even if you don't, um like if you're not the closest with your family you're still going to be close with your family you're still going to show up for like things and you want to know who like you want to know this person how did the person grow up like what's their normal like what was their normal growing up and it's just so helpful just to learn about that person about the family oh that's where you got that from oh it's so cute your dad does that yeah. like it's really funny like seeing him around his family is like very interesting because it gives you like clues about who they are why they grew up that way why they're thinking that way um to understand more yeah some of it's the cute stuff like michelle's eyebrows go up and she laughs the same way her dad does <laughs> and it's awesome and there's other stuff that's like oh it's interesting like i don't really have a lot of style slash i didn't have I don't really any style but if you talk to my parents they're like we're just they don't really care about style it's not like a priority for them <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so you're like, oh, that's why. And we went shopping on Black Friday. Yeah, we went black shopping on Black Friday <laughs> and got some new stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really helpful. And then like your views on how how kids should be raised or how you should spend finances. All those conversations are normal for mm -hmm. um, any relationship. Yeah. I mean, for example, like with finances, you had a house, so that's like something that you have to consider, like. Hey, like he spends his money different than I do living with three two other girls and stuff like that. So you like, how do you actually like, do you know your budget? Do you know how to spend money? Like, yeah, because depending, yeah, but because depending on like which country you go, your partner maybe not gets a job that easily. So you have to think about finances. For example, in America, I apply for green card, so I cannot work. And um, so that makes a difference in the beginning yeah. of your finances. So it's really good if you have a little clue of it and not just jump into like, even like just planning your wedding that you know how much like you need money later on to pay the green card, for example, or something yeah. like that, you know? So be aware of like, it's not the big thing. God will always show up, but like be wise in it. Yeah. And there's like a lot of these things um, are, are for any relationship, but you just have to talk through them a bit more when you're, long distance slash possibly different cultures because um like a wedding what exactly does a wedding look like <laughs> american weddings are a couple hours swiss weddings are 12 to 14 hours at least <laughs> yeah and are just so it's just like oh okay and then you figure out um what your new normal is okay so we want to wrap up here but if you do get married here's some stuff that we've learned so far in our year which i know there's tons of stuff but specifically that um you can think about and factor in before uh, you're getting married or as you're navigating this process doing long distance. Um, I think I think we both agree on this, um, um, but it would be really nice if one of you could move to the other one for a longer period of time. Like a month or two. Yeah, like a month or two. Um, whether that's working remotely or if you're a teacher having time off in the summer or- It uh, didn't work for us, but yeah, it it'd be nice, especially if you never, like hardly ever, Sorry, you hardly ever been to the other person's country. 
that you actually like I lived in America so I knew a little bit about it but it's still not the same than when you lived there yeah so. and it, it like again as a normal whatever normal is but a normal dating um, relationship you two naturally come together and you start uh, for lack of better terms you just kind of like filter through your friends right because you have say you have 30 friends you both have 30 friends you don't have time for 60 friends now as a couple so mm-hmm. there's the there's the five that are really core close to you that you want to spend time with and then there's the 10 or 15 that's middle and then you know so you kind of just slowly bring your lives together and how you do things of like you just mm-hmm. learn to pick up I'm not saying you have to live together. That's not what I'm saying at all because I don't think that's a great idea. But I'm just saying the more that you spend time around each other, you just learn the little things about each other. I mean, think other. of it. If you're a couple from the same country, like living half an hour apart or something, you go and eat with your family. You have like routines on which day you see each other. Like you go to a restaurant, you figure out which one you like and what you like to do and stuff like that, which we didn't really have because you just go from don't see each other to okay you have to see all my friends and then we have to do this and we should do that and this would be fun so it's like you've never have a normal you just have like exciting you have like vacations back and forth yeah (laughs) kind of yeah i'll hear something else on this i um especially with the physical stuff be careful to not um give into that scarcity mindset of we only have tonight you know like we only have two nights left so let's go a little further let's push a little further like i want to get all the touch in or I want to make out with you a little bit longer or I want to go a little further because um, we only have tonight and I won't get any touch or I won't get to kiss you for the next. Whoever knows, you know, yeah, for however the next X amount of weeks or months. Um, don't give into that because that's just going to it's going to break trust and complicate the relationship longer. Um, so it's not worth that. OK, um, if you do get married, though, know that your new normal is going to be different for both of you. For one of you, you're going to give up your entire culture and give up your language, your currency, the way businesses function, the way you sometimes measure temperature, you know, like it's you give up your family, your friends, your church. Yeah. You really give up everything for the other person. Um, and so to adjust. And so you just both people need to give them space and time to adjust and for that process to happen. Like I want to make space and give her time to adjust. And she also has to give herself permission that it takes some time um, to adjust. And sometimes it takes longer than you thought. Um, I'll also add in that your new normal isn't like, I owned a house, but it's not no longer my house, it's now our house. So the things that I put effort into, or my routine is no longer my routine, it's now our routine. Like, how do we want to do this? Again, yeah, for example, like he had his entire evening always off because that was in the middle of my night, I think. Yeah. So yeah, he never had to like give up his evenings or something. So like he still lived a normal life. He just would get up early or talk, work an hour longer while he would talk to me. But yeah, yeah. so you, just, you learn to, and I'm like, I'm an introvert. So who had every evening to themselves and then suddenly got married to an extrovert who's here all the time. Alone, don't know much people. Yeah. So it's just, you're like, oh. He this- came home and I'm like, oh, you're here. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I need I need a few minutes, which is just, just communicate. That's the other, that's probably the last thing is as you're, well, two things. Um, as you're learning to ad- adjust to each other, some of it is learning to communicate what you need because the other person isn't going to pick it up as intuitively. Like even this last week, I realized, hey, after a stressful day, um, I just need, can you give me 15 minutes just to, to check out? 
and to dump my brain before we jump into what's next. Um, and it's something that like when you date together, close together, you kind of pick up stuff like that or like, hey, let's do this this evening or we've done a lot this week and you just learn to do that. Part of that's marriage. Um, but just learn to communicate what exactly it is you need. The last thing I'll say is if you get married, the besides actually getting married and getting to do all the fun stuff that marrieds do, um, is you get to do all the togethers. Like you get to go grocery shopping together and you get to go to the movies together and you get to Which go you have never walks done together. in our life. Yeah, we, we actually never been point, to the never movies, been movies together. <laughs> but like I love, we went, we went on a date last night to Target because, or we tried to go to Target, it was closed. But just because we could, like we can go grocery shopping together or we can go, you know, to do random stuff together that you just don't normally get to do just because we get to enjoy time together. So if that happens, we're really happy for you. Um, any final thoughts? Great. Yeah. So we have a blog. Um, if you have questions, shoot them on the blog or um, you can find us and shoot them to us and we'll see what we can do. But hopefully this is helpful. Um, we really appreciate you. If you are doing long distance, congratulations. It's worth it. It's Yeah. You find the right person. It's so worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, so we hope you find the right people and that you both learn to fight for each other, even in the distance. Thank you for listening to the Moral Revolution podcast. For more content, visit moralrevolution.com and follow us on social media, pursuing God's design for sexuality.